0: Water's Edge podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of country throughout the Murray-Darling Basin and Australia, and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters, and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures, and to the Elders past, present, and emerging. This is Water's Edge. Mythbusting. Joining me for today's special myth-busting episode is Di Mead. Di is the Strategic Oversight Advisor for the Inspector General of Water Compliance and she's our Basin Plan and Water Guru in the office. Di has kindly agreed to talk to us today about something which has been doing the rounds in the news a bit recently and that's water buybacks. Welcome to Water's Edge, Di. Thanks Annabelle, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We'll get straight into it. Di, can you please tell us what are buybacks?
1: Sure, Annabelle. Well, buybacks are essentially the Australian Government buying water off farmers and irrigators. When the Basin Plan came in, it put a new limit on how much water could be used for farming and still leave enough for healthy rivers and the environment. This new limit, which is called the Sustainable Diversion Limit, was lower than the existing levels of extraction, so the Basin Plan required water to be recovered to bridge that gap from the existing levels of use to the new lower limit. One of the ways of getting that water back is to buy water entitlements from farmers who want to sell some of those water, some of their water. So a buyback is essentially the Australian government buying water off farmers. Once they have that water, the water's transferred to the Commonwealth Environmental Water Holder who then uses it for environmental purposes.
0: There's been some commentary in the media that buybacks are bad. So why would people think that buybacks are bad?
1: So what you need to understand, I guess, is that... um, a lot of people are worried because when you buy water off farmers and irrigators, um, it takes water out of what you can call the consumptive pool. So that's less water going into production and economic activity. So a lot of people are worried that, um, that water buybacks, particularly if there's a lot of water bought back in a small area, that it'll have a bad impact on their local community and economy.
0: So what's the bridging the gap process?
1: So it's probably a good idea to understand what people mean when they say the gap, I mentioned it that before, but it's essentially the gap between how much water was being used and how much water needs to be used to make sure that the rivers are healthy. That gap between the old level of use and the new level of use is, is what people mean when they're talking about bridging the gap. And so bridging that gap is just recovering enough water to bring the level of water use back down.
0: And so are the buybacks proposed for the 450 gigalitres of water for the environment or is the water buyback process um, just for bridging the gap? So you
1: have to be, it's important to understand that there's two different things going on here. Um, The 450 gigalitres is about something different which is called the sustainable diversion limit adjustment mechanism. And I think we've got a whole different discussion on that. and and there's different processes in place for recovering that 450 gigalitres Um, it's really up to going to be up to the australian government to determine what processes they might use to recover the 450 gigalitres but at the moment they're using a range of different efficiency programs to try and recover that water so this buyback that's about bridging the gap is quite separate
0: is very different to the 450 gigalitres
1: that's right and and the 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 last little bit of buyback that's going on now that's about recovering the last little bit to get to that sustainable diversion limit that well, the basin plan set.
0: Well, the buybacks process that's underway at the moment will that recover the water that's needed?
1: That would recover the, the the water that's needed to to bridge that gap to the the new sustainable diversion limit.
0: And it's a voluntary process.
1: It's a voluntary process. I think I think the Australian government has always. Um, taken the approach to only undertake voluntary buybacks, so that's farmers who want to sell their water can come forward, and if their water's you know in the right place and the right kind of entitlement that suits the government, then they may well go ahead with the purchase.
0: But what role does the Inspector-General play in buybacks, if any?
1: So the Inspector-General really doesn't have any role to play in the buybacks. Determining if and how and when to buy water is really a decision for the Australian Government, and the Inspector-General doesn't really have a direct role to play. We do always, as with all things Basin Plan and and water, we do always have an interest in making sure that things are being done in a way that's um, open and transparent and accountable. So, you know, we would be encouraging the department to be all of those things, but we don't have any say in how and where and when water is recovered.
0: If people maybe have complaints about the buybacks process... Who should they be going to about those complaints?
1: So, so really, that's the Australian government department that's responsible for the buybacks, Um, and the the department is the Department of Climate Change, Energy, the Environment and Water. It's a bit of a mouthful, but Mm -hmm. um, DQ for sure. DQ for sure. Another acronym. Yes, (laughs) Um, but but that's who people should really be contacting in the first instance if they've got concerns about the buyback program.
0: Does the Inspector-General have a, an oversight role to play in the buybacks process, though?
1: Look, the, the Inspector-General ha, does have a, an oversight and a monitoring role for implementation of all of the Water Act and the Basin Plan generally. So in as much as the buybacks is part of implementing the Basin Plan, then yes. Um, however, there's no provided there's no actual breaches of legislation, then the power of the Inspector-General to take any action is really quite limited. But as I said before, we would like to see the processes undertaken with appropriate degrees of transparency and accountability um, so that people can understand what's happening. Um, But again, ultimately, decisions about water buybacks lie in the hands of the Australian Government.
0: Okay. All right. And if people have complaints about the process they should go to DeQue.
1: they should go to DeQ in the first instance but of course we'll always you know um, take on board and any approaches people make to us in as far as it's appropriate for us to look into things but as I said our, our role in buybacks is limited.
0: okay well thank you very much for your time Di to yeah. clarify this it's a very complicated topic but I think we've managed to tackle some of the key key issues. It
1: is, it is complicated, Annabelle, but it's, uh, it's uh, good to try and uh, talk about some of these things and see if we can help people understand them.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for your time, Di. Thanks, Annabelle. Water's Edge is produced by the Inspector General of Water Compliance, Australian Government, Canberra.